God of mercy, God of love. You are so awesome. Words cannot express. He's really awesome. Awesome is not enough. Magnificent isn't enough. Great Jehovah isn't enough. But you die for us. So this day, Lord, as we celebrate the freedom of all freedom, the freedom that is greater than one can even imagine, we turn this worship over to you and to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Reign and rule and have your way. Move me behind the cross that your word will come to us. Blessed is your you are truly Thanks be to God. For your word, your blessing, your nourishment, and your guidance. In It is hard to imagine freedom without being free in your heart, your mind, your soul, and your spirit. But there are times when we can look back over our life, look back over our country, look at where we have been as a community and as a people, and know that our physical bodies were not free, but God has set us free in our spirit. There's a lot of things that go on that we turn our eyes away from. For you see, tomorrow this great country will celebrate 229 years. This great church will celebrate, as a united body, we've only been together since 1968. And you may be saying, this church is getting ready to celebrate its 90th anniversary. How can you say our church is yet so young? But if you go back to the history of this country and you go back to the history of this great church, you'll see the intertwining of one church for one set of people and another church for another set of people. One country for one group of people, one country for another group of people. It is said that we do very little growing without some change. When you look at your little babies, they're so cute. But in order for them to have been birthed and came into this world, some mother suffered pain. It's not that the father didn't suffer the pain. There's a different kind of pain when that man, that husband, is watching his wife bear down. But we don't do it without some pain. 
Our founding fathers experienced some pain in 1776 when they arguably signed the document that we now know as the Declaration of Independence. But we weren't all free at that point. When John Wesley spoke to the Americas and he said to his pastors, if you're going to be a pastor in the Methodist Church, you can't sustain slavery. They had a Christmas conference in Christmas 1844, and some of you may not be aware. But the Methodist Episcopal North went one way, and the Methodist Episcopal South. Because the environment and the level of intensity in that time was, those people are our and they don't get these unalienable rights. Those people were our And John Wesley and the movement of Methodism burned in this country like fire because initially it was used that Methodists was the first religion of this country. Well, you see, John Wesley treated the United States, which was not yet the United States, it was still somebody else's name. They treated this country like it was a mission field. We're going to introduce God to these people. They can. They assume. They taught. This country fought to be free from British rule. You know that line in the Constitution that says, the unalienable right. Somehow, at that moment, on that day, you know what But thanks be to God that the people who look like us knew a greater level of freedom. They went to the ends of the earth to cross the boundaries to become free physically, but they had already crossed the They crossed the water with a level of Jesus. Yes, the Methodists introduced many things to the Africans, but the Africans already Maybe it didn't look like your soul looks like today, but we all grow, we all mature, we all find our freedom. So today, I want to take a few minutes to take a couple trips back into Philadelphia and look at a tale of two cities, a tale of freedom and a tale of challenge. Because for Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, they weren't without blemish, but they are the seat of freedom. And Philadelphia, Mississippi, was the seat of death. For you see, freedom has its moments of both crucifixion and resurrection, but by faith, we walk it out. Today's sermon title is simply called Get Light, and the background of this sermon is about our freedom. And I want to read a little notation to you from CNN. Forty-one years ago, in the summer of 64, many of you were jamming to the Motown sounds, but the country was on fire. For you see, three men on June 21st, 
1964 were in, yes, I mean, Philadelphia, Mississippi, and a church had been burned down, and they went there in Freedom Summer. Some of you say, don't take me back that far. 41 years ago, I don't want to really talk about where I was, but we'll just go back for a moment. Because in that night, when the young men were set free, they never lived to see another day. They never lived to see another day. That same summer, President Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964 on June the 2nd, but so much was going on because the summer before, Dr. Martin Luther King had had the march on us. Our country was in turmoil. Things were going on. Freedom was being fought for. And there were some trailblazers even in There were trailblazers through the south. There were people sitting at counters. There were doors being torn down. There were chimneys being knocked off homes. There were situations that were seemingly done. There were even people who said, I'll pay the toll down because all of this is too dangerous for me. Ah, ah, this, this freedom thing is too much. But justice and freedom have to be fought. As we roll up the case from June 21st, 1964, and we roll up the case of June 21st, not 2005, the very man who was the kingpin, who is now 80 years old, was convicted. A white man in Mississippi was convicted who had been a Ku Klux Klan member who did not get charged with the crime, even though they lived in 1964. And you may say, Pastor, what does that have to do with freedom? That's 41 years that those families, that's 41 years where that town lived with the pink elephant in the room. It was never taught in the history classes. It was never taught. But two Methodist churches, the Black Methodist Church and the First Methodist Church of Philadelphia, Mississippi, got a coalition of people together and said, we want our freedom. They went to the FBI. They fought to get the information. They pulled the case up. And this man went to court. Forty-one years ago. Those years ago. It's not. And I say to you this morning, the tale of two cities, both named Philadelphia, but both integral parts of the freedom story in our country. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 11 says, but to what will I compare this generation? 
It is like children sitting in the marketplace and they're calling to one another. And then the last three verses, 28 through 20 through 30, come, say, come to me, all you are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my gift upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. For my yoke is easy, but my burden is light. Philadelphia, Mississippi carried the pain of hatred, not only for 41 years, but for all the years before those young men had been strong. Have you ever wanted to be lifted? from your burden? Have you ever wanted to think about from generation to generation what heaviness we pass on to each other? What things do we send forth to each other? Because we're not comfortable telling our story. Our test remains a test and it never grows into a testimony because we don't seek out and fight for our freedom. Jesus is our example of this. You saw that commercial years ago, and everybody wanted to be like mine. I implore you today to think about the wisdom of being like Jesus, the wisdom of recognizing that he's telling us he can save us, he can keep us, he can sustain us if we just choose to accept his yoke of love and hope. The other city, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, freedom rang in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It continues to ring out in Pennsylvania. But they are not without burdens. They are not without struggles. They are not without strife. I'll be the first to tell you they're called the city of brotherly love. And if you go there, you're not sure about that problem. Because there's hatred there too. There's anguish there too. There's things that did not occur because somebody said, You can't come in my house. You don't know the right people to get your job. You don't have the connection. But I implore you today to remember you do have the connection. The connection is with Jesus Christ. The connection is knowing that he's already saved your soul. And if your soul is saved and you're willing to walk this journey out, you can live through. Galatians 5, 1 says, The yoke of bondage never to be bound again should set you free. The yoke that comes from Jesus Christ should set you free. But some of us are afraid of the yoke. Because its connotations make us think about cattle. Make us think about cattle. Make us think about armed services. Make us think about being bound in slaves. And when the word yoke comes upon us, we say, oh, no. Don't put no yoke on me. I need to do it my way. Don't put that yoke upon my soul. I've already been there. But I stopped by here today. 
can hold you with life. You know the doctor's already told you to let go of a few things. You know the doctor told you to follow the dietitian's information. You know the doctor's already said if you don't do these five things over the next year, you're going to cause yourself to have some physical breakdown. You already know they said don't smoke anymore, get you apart. We already know what it's like for our health to get the instructions, but I'm talking about the instructions from on high. I'm talking about that Holy Ghost yoke, that yoke that is life, that yoke that is a yoke of teaching, that yoke that is a yoke of serenity, that yoke that is a yoke of humility, that yoke that is a yoke of love. I'm talking about the yoke that comes from on Don't you want the blessing? Don't you want the grace? Don't you want the gratitude? Don't you want the joy? Some of us are just tired. We're not even tired, but we get up talking about being tired. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm so tired. I gave God our permission to cancel that sentence in our house. He can't say it. I can't say it. And when I look at him, I say, he's like, hold up. What you talking about, Ty? You just got out to me. We talk it into our spirit, and I'm saying to you this morning, talk it out. The glory of the Lord gives you enthusiasm, gives you excitement, gives you mercy and grace. You may be weary, but you ain't tired. Our freedom was fought for on many a land, came through the water, whether it was through Ellis Island or South Carolina. We are free, and we insist on living life with God. By the grace of God, if you don't hear anything else I hear, God's yoke is The burdens are life because you gave it to him. I tell people in Susan's office, it doesn't matter how many times I gave it to God. If I've taken it back and I give it to him again and I took it back, that must be something that's really important in my life. But the number of times that I give it to God needs to exceed the number of times I've taken it back because his yoke is easy. And the burden is life. Get right today. Drop the bags you carry. The unforgiveness. The disappointment with each other. No, your mom and daddy weren't perfect, but they did the best they could with what they had. Big mama didn't like you no more than she liked the other children. It's just the season you came about, they did not have the money. Let it go. You've always wanted braces on your teeth, and now you've got the opportunity to have it. Don't worry, get your mama and buy. Go to your dental insurance and use it, and you're paying for it. Have mercy. We hold on to stuff, and we look like bad people. 
ain't got life. I only care what I need for today. Somebody picked up my bag and said, where are you going? Why are you carrying all that stuff? Just in case. We just so pleased with the surprise. Really take care of your soul. Really enrich your spirit. Really come into your life and give you joy, excitement, enlightenment. Really cover everything that you need. Stop running and get life. It's hard to get life. Because the truth is hard. We think we got I'm just being strong on it. We think we got this. I didn't had it all these years. I got it going on. I tell Daniel every day, I don't have no more extras on my stuff. If I run across a case in my closet, I'm burning it. Because I've taken on the gift. And I've accepted who God is in my I've accepted his timetable. I've accepted his mercy. I'm thankful for his grace. I'm thankful for his love. I don't understand every season. I don't understand every situation. I got a lot of questions when I get to heaven. But I know today. It's just letting him put it on us. Let us remove in our mind what we think the gift is about. Because the yoke is the love that Jesus has to guide us and the wisdom he gives us to walk this journey out. It is an embracing spirit. It is an humbling spirit. It allows your heart to not have all these other agendas. It allows you to just know that God is God. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. So I say to you this morning, the first step of me is the Because we have to forgive us. We have to look at and say, I don't know what you've done for the other 229. I don't know what your family has used as a celebration. But I encourage you today to mark in your calendar. I am free. I am free. I am free indeed. To be all that God has called me to be. Maybe you don't have a favorite scripture, but you used to have a favorite song. Get you a favorite scripture. Get you something that's going to help you listen on the journey. So you can turn off all those voices in your head. Remove all those voices in your heart. Walk by faith and not by sight. Because the yoke is easy. The yoke is easy. So I say to you this day, I don't know what your personal time is for but just as the district superintendent asked our children, what is the most important thing? Before we see our 
You gave us the kingdom. You gave us the kingdom. Many a times we have accepted and we know that we are saved, but we walk this journey looking back. We make six stops that you haven't called us to. So, Father God, I ask you this morning to set us free like we've never been set before. Stand before you. We ask for your forgiveness. And we know that your grace is sufficient. Your love is powerful. And you are our God. Lord, we forgive the generations of the past. We forgive the generations in this country that built some lines and hatred along the way. We forgive the sins of the past. We ask that racism be destroyed, sexism be destroyed, all isms that aren't of you be destroyed. Because, Father God, we come with a clean heart. Thank you. For the And our burden life and In Jesus' name we Let us stand and sing our hymn of preparation, 526. What a friend we have in Jesus.